Hello and welcome everybody to the second half of the YDDL Championship Week podcast. Alex Eifler joins me. Uh, in the first half, you heard an interview with Mr. Matt Starr. Alex, today will be my interviewee instead of co-host. Alex, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing great. I'm in San Francisco. I'm looking out at what I think is the Bay Bridge, because it's not pretty, so it's not the Golden Gate, but it's a pretty beautiful uh, view. And I am sitting in my car, having just dropped off my son Felix at a breakdancing class. And so if you're hearing the pitter-patter of rain, that is uh, actually rain on my car. Um, Alex, I have a few things in mind for our chat today. I, I'm going to try to keep the, the content pretty similar to what I talked to Star about. I'm hopeful you might just tell us a little bit about how you got here and your excitement about being in the finals. Why don't you just jump in? Well, two years in a row, uh, so last year and the year before, I had a bye through the first round of the playoffs and then got knocked out in the semis. So I don't actually think I've won a playoff game in our league yet. So this, uh, this last week was my first YDDL playoff win. So I was pretty psyched about that and um, very psyched to be in the championship. But uh, I'm, a little, uh, I'm a little upset that I'm going to be without probably my two best players potentially in uh, Gurley and Beckham. Well, Beckham, I know at this point we know is out. Uh, do you have any sense of what the odds are for Gurley? I'm not sure. He says he's going to go, and he's a gamer. So what they might do is they might just run him a little bit and then mix in the other guys and see how well they're doing. They, it might be one of those things where he's on call but not the featured guy. Right. So would, it, you, would you play him through that then if you had, like, a, the knowledge that he might be half the man that he typically is? I might still go. Um, I know that the Rams are trying to play for home field advantage, so that'd be good. And they have the Cardinals, so the odds that they're going to be ahead and running the ball often are probably pretty high, I would say. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your backup plan, if you even have one? Oh, God, it's going to be like put Sterling Shepard in or like Chris Thompson or something. I already had to put uh, Brita in the lineup. Um, maybe Josh Reynolds. I mean, at this point, um, I'm just hoping I put in a guy who can either, you know, catch five balls or score a touchdown. Maybe Reynolds is my best bet for a touchdown, and Thompson's my best bet for five catches, but it's not looking good. You know, it's kind of surprising to me how quickly Thompson has fallen off this year. A lot of people loved him going into this year, especially for the PPR style, but I, he just really I, – I, I'm starting to worry that that value has really dropped. Uh I think he'll probably be droppable within a season, is my guess. Thought, yeah, I, no, I, I think I think when Geis becomes a thing, I think Chris Thompson will probably no longer be startable. Uh, I think it'll be a lot like Duke Johnson, another guy who'll have on my roster, where yeah. they're kind of high upside backups who might give you you know two or three catches a game, but that's it. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, I've got a couple things I really wanted to talk about, and these are similar um, you know subjects that I talk to star about i i want to start with the trade because i i think if we play this league for 20 years we're not going to see two of the top three teams make uh, a big trade right before the playoffs very often and uh, i think that there is a very good chance that that trade will determine the winner of the yddl season four so i'm curious to get a little bit of the background for what happened for you there that you made that trade do you do you regret it? Would you make it again? Uh, walk us through the calculus, Alex, because I know 
I know from talking to you privately that you've been looking for a quarterback for a long time, but would you do it over again? Let's, let's go with that. Maybe the timing isn't good for doing it over again, but I think I would probably do the trade over again. Um, I think Rodgers has a lot more in him than he's shown, and I think that he's been banged up all year, um, and he's just limping through this season. Uh, but I'm hoping that we can actually see something approaching a ceiling season from him next year or the year after, because uh, I think that could be you know, a, a QB1 season like we're seeing out of Mahomes. I think he's probably the only other quarterback in the league that has that kind of ability besides Mahomes. Uh, I don't think he necessarily has the cast around him right now to do it, but I also think that they could actually do something in free agency to help him for once. And um, Diggs, I liked a lot, but I still think that he was my fourth best wide receiver. And, you know, starting a pretty bad QB two just to start a better wide receiver four didn't make a lot of sense for me, especially because it disincentivized me to kind of work the waiver wire to try to get better at the flex positions, just because I, I know it's only on the margins. If I'm always going to be starting the same four guys in the two so wide receiver and the two flex spots. So then true or false, Alex, this trade hurt your chances to win the championship. Yeah, I think so. I think that's true because I think it helps star more than it helps me. Um, I guess it depends on what Aaron Rodgers does this week. I mean, if Rodgers goes off this week and Diggs lays an egg, then certainly it will have been totally worth it. If it goes the other direction, it probably isn't worth it in the short run. It could still be okay in the long run. You know, we shall see. I certainly think that Diggs is going to have a longer career than Rodgers has left. I mean, Rodgers is 35. Yeah. I I can understand why both of you made the trade. And I think it buys you a little bit of time for Rosen and for Lamar Jackson to develop. Yeah. Uh, You probably lean on Rivers for one more year is my guess. I don't know how many more he's got in him. Uh, But at some point that trade, you know, it was about buying you time at that position that you desperately needed it. So I can understand it more from a dynasty perspective than a locking down this title perspective. Yeah. I I honestly uh, didn't, I didn't think Star was going to win his first round game. Um, I thought Star was going to be one and done and that this trade was never going to, you know, impact me very directly. Yeah. I was, I was surprised he won. Um, I thought that his team was in the struggle, Um, but it's actually looking pretty strong this week. I'm, I'm significantly worried. Yeah. I mean, I would say your matchups are not great and his are. Uh, I like from a dynasty perspective, your team much more, Uh, but one week is one week. And it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what happens. I think it's probably a coin a coin flip or close to it, especially if Gurley's out. So if Gurley's um, out, yeah, I think it's probably a coin flip. Yeah. So Alex, you know, I made a joke online that uh, this this matchup is really a matchup of villains. I'm curious who you think the league should be rooting for. Well, I think I've done a lot to live up to my Prince Humperdinck persona in this league. You know, that was kind of the, the energy that I brought to the league. Um, my favorite line by, uh, by Prince Humperdinck is, if I am wrong, and I am never wrong. <laughs> and then he goes and says something, um, which, is, uh, which is kind of the, the, the general uh, mentality that I tried to bring which is, you know, 
win by knowing more than the competition. Uh, but I actually think the rest of the league has pretty much caught up in the, in the interim, you know, in the, the three or four years since we started, I think that almost everyone in the league has gotten to be much, much, much better at dynasty. And I feel like the gap in information and strategy at this point is virtually non-existent. Um, so from that, that's really kind of my villain angle. I think stars villain angle is, uh, is probably a little bit more from an action perspective than just kind of like a, he's, he's got more of a heel, uh, mentality to him you know he just would like to call you out on email or something i don't know it's it's a different vibe i i came up for this uh interview uh and for his as well with what i think is your historical nfl equivalent uh and i tried to give both of them just a slight air of villainy if you will sure um so for him i didn't tell him yours but for him i i went ahead and called him the John Gruden-led NFL, uh, sorry, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks uh, championship team. So, you know, sort of a rags-to-riches story. Nobody really knew the Bucks or really cared for them. So there was like the, we should root for them because they've never won a Super Bowl. But also, like, the team was comprised of a bunch of kind of jerks with a coach that, like, was actually, you know, Chucky is a villain in a movie. I, they just wasn't a very likable team. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was him. Yours has a more lovable losers. I, I, I wanted to go ahead and call you the run of the Buffalo Bills because so far you're without a title and you'll shed that label. But I think, you know, the 90s Buffalo Bills that never won uh, is, is a better fit for you at this time. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, the, the Jim, I'll take the Jim Kelly Bills. Yeah, I, I, I like that team. That was a, that was a fun team. Is it Jim Kelly Bills or the Marv Levy Bills? I, you know, I think it was more Marv Levy personally, but <laughs> I mean, I guess Kelly was the uh, the quarterback all those years, but Marv Levy is definitely me. I am not Jim Kelly. I am definitely Marv Levy. <laughs> well, that was my thinking. I was trying to come up with the coaches and and, and yeah, no, that's there. that's a, that's a good fit. <laughs> Wasn't he yeah. of the uh, of the playoffs? <laughs> no, no, that's Jim Mora. That's Jim Mora. Oh, are you sure? I thought it was Marv Levy. Oh. No, that's Jim Mora for sure. I'm 100% okay. sure. I'll believe yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so, yeah, that, that's what I came up with. I, I think, for me, I, I'm rooting for the playoff game to not happen. Okay. <laughs> like, if we can just somehow, like, pretend that the year is over and you both lose, and uh, then we can move on. So but, what's your, what's your uh, disappointment now, level? Uh, to, turn this, to turn the microphone around. What's your disappointment level to not be playing in this game? I mean, it's high. I've got a, I've got a championship already, but it's high. I, I went out and did what I did thinking that I was going to get there. Um, I thought I had a good chance to dethrone you. Uh, but, you know, in the end, it's football, and my team just didn't perform the last few weeks. It's been a weird couple weeks in the NFL where I think a lot of the stars have basically sat down and done very little. And I just I haven't had much from some of my really good players, so it's yeah. been tough. But, last week was you know brutal. What? Can I can I just say that that last week is the most brutal fantasy week that I've ever seen. In that you had all of the powerhouse teams and players did virtually nothing. Um, and you know across the leagues I'm in, almost every number one seed is now out. You know it was the kind of the kind of week that just kind of blew up the fantasy season such that. 
the winner is going to be, you know, a five or a six seed in almost in most leagues. I guess yeah, our league had being true. one versus two is an outlier. Um, certainly from from the sample size that I'm seeing, you know, which is probably yeah. only six leagues or so, but having a one versus two championship is really unlikely given last week. But I week's. think from a from a point scored standpoint, I think while Star was the two seed and he had the bye, Jesse's team was better all season long. And it was kind of a fluke that Star was able to pass him. So in some ways it does feel like Star's team is more of a four or a five seed. Um at least in, in the way that it feels to me. Your team is clearly a number one seed that survived. Uh, my team was a two or a three seed that, that didn't make it because of what's happened the last couple of weeks. So I'm with you on that, but I want to turn it back around. So you're saying you're both villains. You're kind of saying that you embrace the villain status and you, you want people to root against you. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. Honestly, I, I, like, I like being Prince Humperdinck in this league. I really do. I... Uh... I, I'm trying to frame Gilder by killing my beautiful wife. I mean, I. <laughs> the things you say on this podcast, man. But I will, I will just bow down to your, uh, your princess bride knowledge. It's, it's impressive. Um, I showed you so... to my kids. They were not into it. Can I tell you how disappointed I was when my kids were not into princess bride? I know they're not old enough. They're like five and three, but still I almost, was ready to put them out in the backyard and just be like, hey, you guys are on your own. Yeah. I think I would have felt that way if my kids didn't like The Incredibles, but they did, so I, we survived. But that's not from your childhood. That's just no, a good, but that's I still love that film. movie. I think it's, it's just a really perfect comic book style movie. Sequel's good too, man. I, I agree, really but I mean, like, okay, I mean, I guess it's not like, if you were a Star Wars fanatic and your kids saw Star Wars and, you know, they were like, 10 years old or 13 years old they saw it and they were like eh, kind of sucks yeah. i think at that I, I point it's okay to kill them you know what movie i'm finding uh very fun but also like total new angles to watch is home alone have you seen it at all given the christmas angle with your kids my kids were really into like we we saw we watched like certain scenes in it i think you can like watch cut-ups on youtube of like some of the booby trap scenes um, yeah. So we definitely watched some of those, and they were really into it. Um, the overall plot is actually terrifying if you're a kid. Oh, absolutely terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it is there is no more like terrifying a setup than that movie setup. Yeah, and also like the premise that the police just give up and walk away from the house uh, at the point that they go to visit it just is not. That's one of the major plot holes, you know, because I think at the point that they reach the police, like that is they, the kid, the kid would have been found by the police and brought into foster care. Uh, also, if you drop an iron on a man from two stories up, he's dead. He's dead instantaneously. And there's many ways that these guys would have died in that movie. But that's the one that like I watch and I'm like, even even a five year old knows that if you drop a 20 pound object or a, even a 10 pound object, two stories onto somebody's head, that's it. They're done. Uh, not like a little imprint on their forehead. No, no, they're done. It's over. <laughs> so, like, I find it funny that we had a Looney Tunes-style childhood where we were able to appreciate that for something else. But let's get back to football. Um, Alex, give me your, your perceived uh, most important player on your roster that you think, if he doesn't perform, you're host. I, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. I really do. 
Um, Rogers has a decent but not great matchup this week. Um, let's see. He is playing uh, the Jets at the Jets. So he's on the road. It's probably going to be cold. I'm hoping that he can justify my my buy. Um, but if he doesn't, I might be hosed. Uh, I think that Kamara at Pittsburgh, in, you know, uh, hosting Pittsburgh could be another huge one. Um, and then the, the wild card is probably Antonio Brown at New Orleans. If that turns into a shootout um, and we get like good Ben on the road uh, dueling rather than like bad Ben on the road who can't throw the ball. Um, it could be interesting because because stars starting breeze. Um, the other thing about uh, about Rogers that's interesting is that uh, the other player who I traded to star uh, uh, Devonte Adams, uh, he's starting Devonte Adams. So essentially, if Adams and Diggs have big games, then it was just me shooting myself in the foot. I think that's right. You may well have defeated yourself for this championship, but we will find out. Um, so anything else, any other major thoughts you want to share on the championship before I take you to a couple wild card questions? No, I think that's it. I mean, at this point, there's nothing else I can do. There's not like there's another big pickup. My big pickup this week was a defense. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping Tennessee's defense against Washington can really, uh, uh, you know, nudge everything in my direction. Uh, Stars got to start New England, apparently, versus Buffalo. And that could go any number of ways. So... Really, I'm just hoping that it's not one of these things where New England's defense scores 14 and his kicker scores 12, and I end up in the hole based on stupid kickers. <laughs> you know, if you keep naming the kicker and the defense, I, I'm pretty sure you will lose because of the kicker and the defense. There are kicker and defense gods above, and they are angered every time that you go to this place. Um, kickers are people too, Alex. All right. There, there uh, is no kicker god. Everyone knows this. <laughs> kickers, kickers are ruled by the devil only. So you're a kicker nihilist, is that is that right? No, I believe that they're ruled by Satan. I don't, I don't okay. think they're ruled by nothing. <laughs> uh, all right. So I have two very silly random questions, sort of in the get-to-know-you vein, but I asked Star the same ones. Alex, what is your spirit animal? Oh, um, uh, it's a sea turtle. Oh, fascinating. Ex- explanation, please. I just love sea turtles. I love the way they move. I love the speed that they go by. Um, I love that they're uh, gigantic. Like, I have I went um, snorkeling one time with a sea turtle that was the size of, uh, like, a... What, what, is, what is that big? Uh, it's the size of, like, a big bearskin rug. It was gigantic. You know, it's like it was like if you put your arms and your legs out, it was that big. Um, so I love that they can get huge and that they can breathe uh, like once every they come up to the surface to breathe and they're underwater for like 20 minutes. They're like, yeah, no biggie. Like, that's super cool. I think that's everything I aspire to be is kind of just like, you know, going with the flow, grace, all that. It's not what I am. It's just what I aspire to. Yeah, you know, I have trouble with this because for me, I always think that, like, the spirit animal should be, if you randomly turned into an animal, what's the closest thing to you? And I don't see you personally as a sea turtle. No, I see. It's it's where you go to for calm. It's the animal that helps you through the dark times. So that's what the sea turtle is. Not always. Not always. I think sometimes it's just what are you, right? Um, 
but I, I, I respect your answer. I just, I'm not sure I understand it, but I respect it. Um, all right. So you want me to be other... a, house, a house cat, just aloof <laughs> and no. de- well, devastating know, on occasion, waiting behind I'll a bookcase you... and jump onto your head? <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, Catface did bite my head when I first met Catface. So. But I, I will, I will tell you, I think cats are evil, and uh, that's I've said this in both podcasts because Matt Starr said that his uh, spirit animal was a cat. So there you have it. Um, and I haven't I, listened to that. That was just a guess, but uh, yeah, I nailed that. You did nail that. Let's let's move on to the other thing, and I, I came up with both of these. That one was truly random. The other one is because I know that both you and Matt Starr enjoy travel. So I want to know, two-part question, part one is, what is the number one place on planet Earth that you have not yet visited that you really want to go? Hmm. I'd love to go to Tokyo. Um, that's really high on my list. Um, we, my wife and I love cities, and Tokyo is such a different city than any of the cities that I've been to, um, in that, you know, it's so clean all the it's so crowded but at the same time everyone's always kind of moving in the right direction i just think that the people dynamics of that city are are really interesting and i think that they have all sorts of weird stuff that i'd love to see like the weird cafes where you can go into and like the women in cat costumes who just like sit down with you and pay attention to you so gross but i just want to see it (laughs) you know i have to say like I feel like the keeper of some dark secret right now because maybe you and Matt Starr are the same person. Matt Starr's answer to the second part was Japan, uh, which I'm really intrigued by. Um, So why don't you go ahead and tell me now for part two, uh, what's the coolest place you've ever been? Um, See, I I like Barcelona. I think Barcelona was was my favorite place to go. it was, it was super chill. There was a beach there, um, but there was also like a real city. The food was great. They have the Basque culture, and even if you speak Spanish, you still feel like an idiot because you don't speak Catalan. So I think there's always something fun about not being able to speak the language in a place. Um, it kind of just makes you appreciate everything a little bit more. Feels like you yeah. earned it. Um, so it's one of the places where you can still like get along though, cause you can still just like speak Spanish or English and usually someone will be able to help you out, but, uh, it's definitely Barcelona for me. Cool, man. Did I match? Well, was, I that, think... was that Matt Starr's other answer? <laughs> it was not Matt Starr's other answer, but I, I am still just flabbergasted at the comparison and the similarities between you in some ways. I think you're both uber competitive. I'm happy to see both of you in the finals in my own way, uh, though I think you're both villains. I'm also excited because you both care about this league deeply, and I think you deserve it. So I wish you luck. Uh, I, I hope you enjoy it. You know, win or lose, I hope you enjoy sitting in the title game. I, I know 10 other owners who would love to trade places with you. Um, so with that, unless you have any final thoughts, you know, any, any last thing you want to say? I just, I, this is a great season. I, I had a lot of fun this year. I think the podcast added a lot, um, a lot of great interaction. Um, the owners have been awesome and I'm really looking forward to next year. I think some of these rebuilds are going to be really cool. And I, I just think that the league's in a really good spot. You know, as soon as we get rid of kickers, we'll be really cooking with gas. I agree with everything you just said until the, the thing about the kicker. 
But, um, you know, I'm not going to stand in the way of it either if everyone's against me on this. I just like the randomness. And don't go ahead and tell me that there's already enough randomness. I know. It's just fun. It's just fun. Anyway, uh, Alex, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm looking forward to you returning to your co-host chair. I know that this probably feels exactly the same to you, but to me it's a little different. And uh, I imagine it's going to be a little bit before you and I get back on the podcast. We'll probably do something a couple months from now as my guest as we get into the off-season, maybe a review of, like, stock up, stock down kind of thing. Or I'm, I'm not sure what we'll do, but we'll figure it out. In the meanwhile, enjoy your time, uh, and I will speak to you soon, buddy. Thank you very much. I would definitely expect whoever wins, be it Star or myself, will definitely send an overlong email to the league. That, that'll be fake humble. So get ready for, a, for fake humility from whichever one of us wins. That sounds exactly right. All right, Alex, talk to you soon. <laughs> Later, Chris. Bye, man.